Hey everyone, we're so glad you joined us today on the podcast. Today is a special day as we launch our annual Be The Blessing campaign. Why is that? Well, because our lives are best lived by being a blessing to others. And you don't want to miss this opportunity to be a blessing to those in our community and to those around the world. Listen in as Chris shares all that we are doing this year and pray through the ways you can get involved and make an eternal difference. Well, hello, folks, and welcome to Vineyard Online. Excited you're here. Uh, as you know, we've been going through a, a series in the book of Genesis, or if you're new with us, maybe you don't know that, but we are in the middle of a series in the book of Genesis. But every year at this time, we hit the pause button on whatever we're doing, and we do something we call Be the Blessing. And we take advantage of the momentum of this season, which really leads us towards generosity and kindness. Christmas season does that. There's just a natural propensity in our culture to, to think that way and to want to give. And we want to take advantage of that momentum and really point our hearts towards living that way all year long. And so we hit the pause button and I'll typically lay out a bunch of things that we're going to do that are, are going to be kind kind and generous to our community and to our world. Uh, and uh, and then we, we give a bunch of money to that. And we've done this for a bunch of years. And then we go out and there's volunteer opportunities as well. And we go out and we do all this stuff. And it is so much fun. And it has become a tradition here at the Vineyard. And we're going to do it again this year. Um, and um, I can't wait to share with you what we got going. But before we do, uh, I want to share with you a little bit of how we got to doing this in the first place. Um, you know, the idea of of being the blessing or that that statement, be the blessing, came from an experience that, that I had about, oh, 18 or 19 years ago. Um, Christy and I had been married for a couple of years, and and she came to me and 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 said what wives often will say to their husbands uh, with a big smile on their face: "We're going to have a baby." And uh, and I I kind of freaked out, and uh, and I mean, I'm very excited, and at the same time looking at the world around us and going, "How do you raise a kid in this crazy world, you know, and and keep them on track?" And uh, and of course, she had the same concerns. And at that time, I was reading a book by Stephen Covey called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And in the book, he says you need to, one of the habits of highly effective people is they have a mission statement. They know their purpose. But he said beyond that, and he kind of goes off on this little tangent in the book, and he talks about the fact that a mission statement for your family is a great idea. It helps keep the whole family on the same page, moving in the same direction. And so I threw this out as an idea to Christy. I said, hey, how about... How about a family mission statement? But I don't know what it would be. And then she, the words just came out of her mouth. She said, how about, I think our family mission statement should be, be the blessing. And immediately we both knew that's, that's it. That's who we want to be. That's what we want our kids to be. That's how we want to live our lives. It sums it up. It's pithy. It's short. It's be the blessing. And so for us as a family, we adopted that as our family mission statement. And we shared it with other people and other folks. Have, and we printed up some T-shirts, and, and there you'll still see people wearing be the blessing T-shirts every once in a while around all these years later. But, uh, but it really shaped our family. Now, my my son is going to be 18 here in just a in just a few months and that's hard to believe that was that many years ago, but it really has made a difference for our family uh and and I think who our kids have have turned out to be and who they're turning 
out to be. So that's where the be the blessing comes from. Now, the I don't know, it's probably five or five or seven years ago we said in November, let's take this last part of the year, the last six weeks of the year, and just focus as a church on being the blessing, being kind and generous and uh, and and giving people opportunities to put a, a toe in the water on that with the idea that it would sink into our lives and it would become more and more part of who we are all year long. So last year, we gathered together and uh, and on this weekend, and I said, okay, here's what we're going to do. And I laid out a bunch of projects. And uh, I'm here to report we've done them all. Mission accomplished. We have Operation Christmas Child is always a part of that. Last year, we collected 616 boxes here at the church and at our warehouse where we process all the boxes for the Ohio Valley for our whole region here. We processed, packed onto trucks and prayed over 7,799 boxes. And those went to North Carolina, got on a plane and went over uh, to Africa and down to S South and Central America and to places where kids would not get Christmas otherwise. Um, they get, or not get a Christmas present otherwise. They get this box and they also hear about Jesus. And it is a powerful ministry. We participate in this every year. We are, and we're doing Operation Christmas Child again this year. I'll talk more about that in a minute. Um, we also uh, do each year something called Double Stuff the Truck where we collect food, it's like a food drive uh, with a little bit of a twist, but we collect food for the House of the Carpenter. It's on Wheeling Island and they feed kids and adults uh, in need. And, and so uh, we call it double stuff the truck in honor of Oreo cookies. And more importantly, because we go to a, a, uh, a grocery store, Respects in Elm Grove specifically, and we have volunteers that that man the truck and hand out flyers. And as people go in, they get, uh, they buy extra food and come out and, and give it to our volunteers and we stuff the truck with that. But then on a weekend uh, in December, we have everybody in the church on Sunday morning bring food to stuff the truck. And you guys are always so generous with that. Last year, we had 3.4 tons of food that, that you all brought in or that we packed into that truck. It was almost a month's worth of food for this for the uh, food pantry at the House of the Carpenter. So way to go on that, check, mission accomplished. Also last year, we had our Madison School Project. Madison School is a partner, or we're partners in education with them. When we moved to the Capitol Theater, uh, Madison's just across the bridge, and we decided we need to partner with this school. It's also one of one of the, the roughest schools in the state of West Virginia. And the the... the the realities that these kids, that many of these kids live in and live through would take your breath away. Uh, they need help. They need adults in their lives who love them. They need uh, all the support that they can get. And we have had the privilege over the last many years to bring that uh, to Madison School. And so last year, there was an opportunity to sign up for mentoring, which we did. And we have a mentoring program going. We have an after-school program called Keys for Cougars. We started that. That was a new initiative last year. Check did that. Uh, and we were responsible for uh, painting the playground. They got a brand new playground 
around. They got a bunch of grants and stuff. Uh, but the vineyards part was to acquire this really special paint and then go over and do all the stenciling and all the ground games on the playground. And we finally got that done this fall. It took us to the middle of summer to get the paint because, you know, COVID um, and supply chain stuff. We got the paint. It was too hot. So we finally just finished that up uh, about a month and a half ago. The playground is done. Check. Way to go, Vineyard. Way to be the blessing. Uh, also, last year, uh, we were trying to raise money to... to um, to cook food for the winter freeze shelter for the homeless population in Wheeling. And last year, you guys prepared, well, paid for and or volunteers prepared and froze 2,500 meals, uh, enough to feed the homeless population through the winter at the winter freeze shelter. We cooked it all in a week, which is amazing. And then it went into uh, the Ziegenfelder freezers uh, at the Popsicle factory downtown, and they thought it out as the winter went on. Um, and then we had two new projects last year that were really exciting, kind of big, hairy, audacious goals um, and really stretched ourselves. And one was what we called Feed My Sheep. Uh, we had been approached about adopting a ministry that had been going on for 15 years. It was based in Pittsburgh, but feeding street children in San Jose, uh, Costa Rica. And, uh, and the, the people who had started Feed My Sheep were aging out, and they approached us and said, hey, would you consider taking over this ministry? And after going and seeing the kids and, and, uh, and seeing what was going on there and, and praying a lot about it, we decided, yes, we would take it on. Uh, and so we are in charge of Feed My Sheep as of January last year. And you all kicked in the money last year to be able to buy enough food for about 100 kids a day over the last year to be able to eat five days a week. And for many of these kids, it's the only food that they get during the day. Uh, it's a very impoverished community. Um, it's a slum uh, on the outskirts of a city with uh, just little tin houses and and uh, just a lot of poverty. And and every day we feed them, and um, they're taught about Jesus and hear the gospel, and they're growing up knowing the God who loves them, and knowing that there's a congregation in Wheeling, West Virginia, who, who loves them and cares about them too. And so that's going on. And we'll talk more about Feed My Sheep for this year's projects. But before I do, I want to last, the last project last year was the big, hairy, audacious project. It was the Hope Center. Uh, and we needed to raise $260,000. So typically, if you're just hearing about Be the Blessing for the first time, typically our Be the Blessing goal is about $25,000. And you guys always exceed that. But last year I came and I said, we're going to go for $300,000 this year because we need a Hope Center in the Ohio Valley. And a Hope Center is a residential 12-month Christian faith-based recovery house. And uh, it's brilliant. I, I just love the program. Instead of somebody having to come up with $35,000 to $40,000 for a 30-day program that doesn't really stick, they have to come up with $700 for a 12-month program. And after about 45 days in the program, when they get stabilized, they get plugged into a job training program for which they get paid. And they work their way through the rest of the program. 
They pay their own way, but they're also being trained in job skills. They have a job waiting for them when they get out. They take a portion of that money and set it aside for them so that they can get a car or an apartment and get on their feet when they get out. But the most brilliant part about it is they're plugged into a church family and they have a support network and they are being discipled the whole way through so that when they do get out, they're not on their own. They're surrounded by people who love them and love God and they have what they need to stay sober. Love Hope Center. So a couple weeks ago, I got up and said, guys, we need to pray because we have been looking for a almost a year for a house. You know, we wanted to have this thing open by September. We've been unable to find a house to put it, to put it in, something that would be suitable and would work. And you guys started to pray. And within two weeks, we had a house under contract, and the folks from Hope Center, there's a handful of uh, folks coming up from Tennessee to open this center. Uh, they're moving here on December 12th. This is happening, and we'll be open early next year uh, and have residents, and uh, things are rolling. So way to go, Vineyard. Check, 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 check. Um, be the Blessing 2020-21 was a raging success, and you guys... You know, I mean, we hit that $300,000 mark before the end of the year, and I was blown away and couldn't be more um, honored to be a part of a church like this with a heart this big. Now, the question then is, what are we going to do this year? And I can't wait to share with you. And some of the same things, uh, but the emphasis of this year is going to be a little different. In fact, the emphasis of this year is going to be more on doing and less on giving, but there will be some giving opportunities, but I want to challenge you to let God stretch your heart, stretch you out of your comfort zone, and to be the blessing, and, and choose a couple of these opportunities to engage. And the first one is this, uh, Operation Christmas Child, uh, pack a shoebox, it's not too late. If you want to, on your way out, today is, today is the final gathering day, but really it's, it, it will be on Monday. You can grab a, grab a box, or if you know, you're watching online, go online to Operation Christmas Child, and, um, and you can participate that way, or pick up a box at Hobby Lobby and pack it today and drop it off uh, at the vineyard, just up the road from the vineyard is a warehouse, and that's where they're packing, the re regionally packing all those boxes. You can drop that off. It's not too late to participate in reaching a kid on the other side of the world who would not get Christmas otherwise. You know, I've been, uh, of course, in Costa Rica most recently uh, with Pastor Caesar and uh, our feeding center, the one that, that we take care of, they get boxes from Operation Christmas Child. So it, it really happens. Uh, and it's, it's really quite a cool operation and a neat thing to be and an easy thing. This is a really easy entry level, be the blessing opportunity. Second one is uh, stuff the truck. Uh, two things. One, uh, in December, we will have the Stuff the Truck weekend, and you'll be notified ahead of time, and you can, I encourage you, pack a bag full of food. Don't send your out-of-date food. They can't use it. You can eat the out-of-date food. They cannot. It's the law. So you eat your out-of-date food and go buy some new food for the house of the carpenter and bring it, and we will stuff the truck on that Sunday morning. But we also need volunteers to be at Respects for two days, and you can sign up 
Um, if you go to vineyardwheeling.com, when we're all done here, you, you can sign up for every one of these things right there on the webpage. I encourage you to do so, and you can sign up for a shift for stuffing the truck at Respects. The third program we're going to do this this year, the third Be the Blessing opportunity, is mentoring at Madison. I asked Barb Randolph, who is a teacher at Madison, but also a member of our church, is there room for more for more mentors. And, and what she told me was, absolutely, let me ask. <laughs> and she went and checked with the principal and their principal, uh, Andrea Trio, who is a dear woman and a, a follower of Jesus. She said, absolutely, these kids need this in their lives. And again, I can't overstate how rough the lives of many of these kids are. And, uh, and they don't have an adult in their lives who they can look up to as a positive role model. And the, the impact, we've been doing this for several years now, the impact on the lives of the kids who get to participate is amazing. They look forward to spending time with their, their mentor. Um, the, the, someone who speaks um, positivity into their lives, who brings light and, uh, and love into their lives, it's powerful. And, and so many of these relationships will go year to year. Here's how it works. It's twice a month, on a Tuesday or a Thursday over the lunch hour. You can go every week if you want, but they're asking for twice a month. So, you know, whatever works better for you, Tuesday or Thursday over the lunch hour, it's about an hour and you hang out with a kid, you read, some, read a book together, you do homework together, you go for a walk outside together, but you get to spend time and more importantly, they get to spend time with you. It has a real impact on their lives, but I'm here to tell you it will impact your life every bit as much, if not more, as it will impact theirs. It's a powerful way to be the blessing. Also at Madison, we have this after-school program we call Keys for Cougars. We started last year. That will be going on for six weeks over, over this next semester. And so that's Friday afternoons at three o'clock in the afternoon or so. And if you can get off early on Friday afternoons or you don't work on Fridays and you can come and be a part of that, we need as many adults as possible to, to again, be there to, to build relationships with these kids and, and bring the blessing. And the cool part about the after school program is, is this, we have the opportunity because it's after school and because we rent this space, we can talk about Jesus, and uh, and we do, and uh, and we present um, the love of God to these kids who need that so so badly. And so, uh, if you can be a part of that, please sign up for the after school program or Keys for Cougars, is is technically called at Madison School. So there's an opportunity to volunteer and get involved as well. Uh, another volunteer opportunity. And, uh, and, and, and this one is, is really, really important. It is volunteering with our Vineyard Kids Ministry or our Kids Church Ministry. This happens on Sunday mornings during regular church. Um, and so we don't ask you to volunteer every week, maybe once a month or twice a month. Uh, but hang out with the kids of the vineyard. Our kids ministry, just as our regular church has grown over the last many months, so is our kids ministry. And we need about twice as many kids church volunteers and, and, and people serving with the kids as we have. Now, don't worry, parents. Things are covered. It's safe. It's good. But it's not sustainable. And as that ministry grows, we need more and more people to come and love on these kids. And here's what I know, being a kid who grew up in the church. 
the impact that you have as a kid's church volunteer will reverberate for generations. Like the, the impact of growing up in the church and having a kid's program where you're learning about Jesus on your level and you're growing up with that. It impacts how you go through middle school. It impacts how you go through high school. It impacts the decisions that you make. It impacts what you end up doing with your, your kids and what they'll end up doing with their kids. It is a high-impact volunteer opportunity, and it's easy enough to do. It's a lot of fun, and uh, I want to encourage you, if you've not volunteered with Kids Church here at the Vineyard, to sign up to do that. Again, you can do that on our website. And then the last project that we have going on, and this is more of a financial opportunity, an opportunity to give and, and, and be generous, not just with your time, but with your your money. And, and that's with Feed My Sheep. Uh, last year, we collected all the money for Feed My Sheep right on the front end, and that funded this year. Um, this year, we're doing it differently. We are doing a child sponsorship program. And so for $30 a month, you can sponsor one of the kids that we are feeding in San Jose, Costa Rica, to make sure that they have the food that they need, that they're hearing about Jesus, that they're being cared for by adults who genuinely love them and love God. And, uh, and it's, a, it's a really easy way to be involved in the life of a child and make a huge difference in the life of a child who lives you know, on another, another part of the world who you may or may not ever meet, but God knows. And, uh, and it's a powerful, it's a powerful opportunity. You know, I, I, Christy and I have been sponsoring a child, at least one child, um, through Compassion International since we've been married. And it's been a huge part of our lives. You know, I do, we uh, recently, Wetson, who we got when he was about this big, graduated from high school, and that was really, really cool. And we had walked with Wetson all the way along. And he's, you know, part of our lives, we always, you know, when the kids were little, we said, here's, you show them the picture of Wetson, here's your, your little brother. Um, and, uh, but it's, uh, we get to pray for him and, um, and give, give him the opportunity to, to grow up nourished, to, to grow up. Uh, and and move in a direction where he can make a difference in the country that that he lives in. And so we're doing something similar. Um, we're doing a sponsorship program, but it's specifically for this group of of people and this group of kids that our church is partnered with in Costa Rica. And my hope is that someday maybe you'll be able to come on a mission trip and meet meet your kid. Um, but in the meantime, we need to make sure these kids have food. And so you can sponsor them. It's going to be thirty dollars a month. Uh, sponsorship, and it's an ongoing, you know, an ongoing thing. Uh, and if you're in a situation where you're like, there's just no way I could do $30 a month, but I want to do something, you can sponsor the ministry, Feed My Sheep, uh, simply in $5 increments. You can do $5 a month, $10 a month, $15 a month, sponsor Feed My Sheep, and that will help cover the kids that are not sponsored and cover some of the, the other expenses associated with doing this ministry and just keeping it going. And so let me encourage you. This is the one financial part of this. This is the one going to stretch me in generosity in a, in a financial way. Let me encourage you to engage at some level, whether that's sponsoring the ministry or sponsoring 
the kids. And again, if you go to vineyardwheeling.com when we're done, there's a link to the sponsorship page. You can pick a kid and, uh, and, and begin that relationship and begin that process. And uh, it will stretch your heart. And that's really the point. That's the whole point of be, be the blessing and, and doing this be the blessing thing um, is that our hearts grow in kindness and our hearts grow in generosity so that we can, can live a lifestyle all year round of being the blessing. It's what we're made for. You know, you know being the blessing um, is not the mission of our church. If you've been around our church for any length of time, you know the mission of our church is helping people find and follow God. That's what Jesus gave us specifically to do. But being the blessing is how we accomplish our mission. Um, I, I sat down and real quick, and I just made a list of scriptures and, and reasons why being the blessing is the only way to live. And I just want to share them with you really quickly. Uh, and the first one is just simply that. Being the blessing is how we accomplish our mission. Jesus lays this out for us in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14. He says, you are the light of the world. A town on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. So he's, he's saying, like, you know, let your light shine. Don't hide your light. In the, and then he says, in the same way, let your light shine before others. And so the question then is, what is he talking about? What light is he referring to? And then he clarifies it. And he says that they may see your good deeds. That's the light he's talking about in this context. That they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven, that they may see you being the blessing. And when they do, and when you don't claim credit for yourself and you go, no, this, the reason I do is because God has been kind to me because he has been the blessing to me and you point to him, then he gets the glory and they see him through what you do. See guys, this is, this is not the, it's not the, the big mission of the church. That's helping people find and follow God's, but this, God, but this is how we accomplish the mission. We live differently than the world around us. We show kindness and generosity and, and goodness, and people see God in and through our lives, and it's light in our dark world. Second, being the blessing sets you up for the next life. It sets you up for the next life. You know, they say you can't take it with you when you die. You don't get to take your bank account and your 401k, and you certainly don't take, get to take all the toys you have in your garage. All that stuff stays behind but you can send it on ahead. And the Apostle Paul captures this in 1 Timothy chapter 6. He says, he says, command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant or to put their hope in wealth. And I've said this a million times, and I'll say it a million more. We are rich. Guys, we live in the wealthiest, most resourced, abundant, provisioned culture in the history of the world. Kings from ages past would look at your life and go, I can't even believe it. Like we 
are so blessed. And statistically speaking, you live in the United States of America, you're in the top 5% of the wealthiest people in the world. Even our poor people are wealthy by global standards of today and certainly by historic standards. We are rich. There's no getting getting past that. So God, so t- Paul says, command us, those who are rich in this present world, not to be arrogant, not to put our hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put our hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. In other words, we don't have to feel guilty about the fact that we are so well off. God's provided stuff for us. It's not like, oh, I'm rich, now I need to feel bad about that. That's, That's not a guilt trip. That's not what he's saying. But he does clarify, he says, command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. In other words, command them to be the blessing. Be the blessing. In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the age to come. Paul says to us, be the blessing. And if you do, and as you do, you will lay up a firm foundation in heaven. You can't take it with you, but you can send it on ahead. It's an important reason to be the blessing. You know, getting to heaven has to do with what we've done with Jesus, whether we receive him and place our faith in him and follow him. And as we choose to do that, his death on the cross pays for our sins, and we are forgiven, we're adopted into God's family, we end up in heaven. But what life in heaven looks like, at least according to Paul here, has a lot to do with how we choose to live from there and the blessing we choose to be in the life that we live here on this earth. God blesses us for choosing to be the blessing. He blesses us in the next life. Third, being the blessing enables us to live the best life now. That that passage, 1 Timothy 6, 17 through 19, 19 ends with this, so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. So that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. You want to live the best life now? You want to live true life now? Live this way. I have yet to meet a generous, kind person who is depressed and unhappy. Like, like, like there's something, in fact, uh, research shows that, that, uh, that when we are generous with our time and we serve and when we're generous with our, our resources and we give, that there are, there's, there are biochemical releases in our body of, of uh, hormones and chemicals that make you happier than Prozac. Like it's a more powerful antidepressant than the antidepressants we can get at the pharmacy. You want to take hold of the life that's truly life? You want to live the great life here? Be the blessing. Number four, being the blessing is a big part of your purpose in this life. It's a big part of your purpose in this life. Your purpose in this life is helping other people find and follow God, but this is a big part of it. In Ephesians 2.10 Again, the Apostle Paul writing, he says, for we are God's handiwork or workmanship or creation as different, different translations say, but we, we were made by God, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. In other words, to be the blessing. 
We were, God made us in Jesus. We were born, created, knit together, arrived here on earth. For what purpose? To be the blessing, to do good works. And then I love the last part of it, which God prepared in advance for us to do. It's like God planned our life out ahead of time, you know, before we were born. And we, he's got this adventure all planned out for us. And he's got an opportunity here and an opportunity here and an opportunity. They're planned out in advance that we're going to, we're living our purpose. We're going to serendipitously walk from opportunity to bless to opportunity to bless. And of course, we will be blessed in the blessing. And so this is such a cool concept. It's a, and also it's your purpose. Be the blessing. Number five, being the blessing is the reason we are blessed. We've been uh, going through the book of Genesis, and Abraham has been a big part of that. And God's promise to Abraham has this woven right into the middle of it. In Genesis chapter 12, it says, The Lord said to Abraham, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you, which he did. I will bless you and I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. He goes on and says, I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I'll curse you. I will curse. In other words, I'm going to protect you, Abraham, and all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. And ultimately, that, that ultimate blessing was Jesus, God's son, who would come through Abraham's family and be born and die for the forgiveness of sin for all the world and the entire world was blessed through him. But this idea, this principle that God blesses so that we can be a blessing is fixed firmly in place. Guys, we have been blessed as a people. You have been blessed. And not for our own self-gratification, but you have been blessed to be a blessing. You have been blessed to pass it on. That's the whole point. Number six, being the blessing is the pathway to the blessed life. You want, a, you want momentum of blessing, a cycle of blessing in your life? Choose to be the blessing. Live it out. Step out in in. And, uh, and courageously be the blessing and see what God does with that. In Proverbs eleven twenty five, it says, a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. And that's not a get rich quick uh, verse, right? That's not like, hey, I'm going to give so I can get a bunch. But the reality is when you are generous and when your hands are open and when your heart is open and you're sharing your time and you're focused on people and you're bringing the blessing with you wherever you go, there is a momentum that starts in your life. And the flywheel of, of, of just good stuff and of blessing starts spinning in your life and you will be refreshed and you will prosper, whether it's financially or otherwise. In Luke chapter 6, Jesus says, Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Jesus is like, be the blessing and be outrageous about it. 
Because the more blessing you pour out, the more you're going to receive. You, you reap what you sow. That is a Jesus principle. That is a biblical principle. Live this way. And once that ball gets rolling downhill or once that flywheel of blessing gets spinning, your life looks different. And it grows your faith as well. Number seven, being the blessing makes us more like God. In John 3.16, Jesus said that God loved the world so much that he gave. God's a giver. God is outrageously generous. He's so outrageously generous that he gave his only son to die in my place and to die in your place. That if we believe in him, we don't perish, but we have everlasting life. That's pretty darn generous. And God wants us to be like him. He's our heavenly father. And the more we are choose to be the blessing, the more we choose to be kind, the more we choose to be generous, the more we are like our heavenly father. Eighth reason to be the blessing is that being the blessing makes God happy. When we choose to be the blessing, it makes God happy. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 16, and it says this, and do not forget to do good and to share with others. In other words, do not forget to be the blessing. For with such sacrifices, God is pleased. I think there's a, there's a little hint there that is, as we choose to be good, as we choose to, to, uh, to give, and as we choose to be kind, if we do it sacrificially, man, it stretches us a little bit. And God is really pleased. It puts a smile on his face. And I don't know about you, but I want to make God happy. But there are so many other great reasons to choose to live this lifestyle. And again, my hope for you is that this would be not something that you would just engage in one or two of these things, but this would become a mission for you in your life, a, a central part of your purpose here on earth. And I want to invite you to that. Even you could welcome to rip it off and use it as your mission statement as you like, if you like. You know... Over COVID, our world's changed. Our culture has changed. People have turned inward. And speaking with churches and, and leaders around the country, one of the, th the resounding themes is that volunteering is down across the country. People are choosing to stay home and watch church online and not engage with, with others and not serve others. And ultimately, spiritually, that will lead to bad places. Participation outside the home is down. And I'm speaking here to an online audience, and I just want to challenge you. Get out of the house. Get involved. Get other people in your sights to be the blessing towards them. This is an important part of living not just a healthy emotional and mental life, but living a healthy spiritual life. This is what God has placed you on earth for. And you have a choice. You can fight the cultural winds, make an intentional decision to go against what might feel comfortable. I'm sitting at home and get out and do something and be the blessing. Or you can go with the flow of culture and you will eventually wither because that's where that ends up. 
Now we've got lots of opportunities here to serve, you know, kids' church, mentoring, stuff the truck, the after-school program, opportunities to give. You can sponsor a child through Feed My Sheep or sponsor the ministry of Feed My Sheep. I hope you will, or pack a shoebox. You got a little bit of time to do that. You can do that as well. Go to vineyardwheeling.com, sign up for one of those. And and I hope after this message that you will pick at least one, if not a couple of those to do. But I want to encourage you to do more than just do something on that list. I want to encourage you to make it your mission. I want to encourage you to have a paradigm shift at the core of who you are and how you see the world. You were created with a purpose. And God has opportunities prepared in advance for you. And when you get up each day, you look at the world differently when you understand that and when being the blessing is your mission. And at the end of the day, you have been blessed. You've been very blessed to be the blessing. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much that you have uh, blessed us in the amazing ways that you have. And I pray, Lord, that each person who is hearing this message would make the choice today to live a life that is focused outward, not inward, that is full of the momentum of blessing. God, as they choose to give, it would be given back. As they choose to, to share, they would be refreshed. As they choose to sacrifice their time, Lord, that their bucket would be filled. God, and that we as a people would shine light so bright in this world. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us on the Vineyard Church Podcast today. It's our greatest desire for people to find and follow God, and we hope this podcast is one way that helps you do just that. But don't stop here. We would love to see you face-to-face. God's people grow most in community, so don't forget you can join us live at the Capitol Theater in downtown Wheeling every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. If you'd like to connect with us in the meantime, make sure to visit our website, vineyardwheeling.com, or download our app. You can catch up on previous messages and series, request prayer, and even download additional content. Thanks again for joining us this week. We'll see you next time.